And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. It is a great joy to welcome to our show for the very first time, Michelle Welch. She is a psychic medium, author, CEO, mother of five, wow, five kids, <laughs> and a licensed attorney who employs her intuitive and psychic abilities to high-profile court cases. That has got to be so awesome. I can only imagine what the uh, other people in the courtroom are thinking because of that advantage. A little more about Michelle by going to her website at michellewelch.com. And that's Michelle with two L's. Michelle, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. You. So I would have to ask right away is that with someone who has your capabilities and your sensitivity, how is that relay and parlay as an advantage in court are you able to actually see or feel the intentions of a judge or witness and able to kind of like come up with more intuitive questions in order to get more information out like how does that play to your advantage in certain cases i think it does play to my advantage and the interesting thing is i am working on my third book right now i my first draft is due this weekend and i think it can play to everyone's advantage it's just that we don't realize how much it can. Uh, so mine's very developed. I've had it since I was little. I never had it, even though I had some conditioning that it wasn't within what my parents believed or whatever like that. It just never went away. But I think that all of us have some level of what I have, you know, what I have and what I bring to the courtroom, but I just have it more. So yes, I do. I had a, I was on a sportscaster. Uh, it was a sports radio show one time and the guy asked me he was like well isn't that cheating and i'm like no because you know everybody brings their uh, reading of body language and stuff and mine's not that i can actually i, I wouldn't call it reading minds i can just know more maybe what i i'd say where i really have the advantage is if i if it's a jury trial is really knowing what jury members to put on the jury. A jury, a, a trial is won or lost, really, if it's a jury trial with the beginning, picking that jury. So that really is uh, the most important thing where I really believe I can use my gifts also to help people pick juries and pick a good jury to help them to have be best positioned for their case. So sure. So yeah. fascinating. And when you're dealing with some clients, if you know that they're not being truthful, <laughs> yet they pay you a fee for service and say, well, I'm, regardless of whether I'm truthful or not, I'm paying you a fee for service to do this. Is that something where you, you take on regardless or do you have to, because of your sensitivity that you cannot take on certain people because you know the you know deep down where, they, where they're being truthful or not? Well, so I don't take as many now. I do more consultation, but it's a great question because Ethically, you can't put anybody on the stand that is lying. Okay, so you can't know that your client's going to perjure themselves. So, and I don't want to be jaded, but having been a lawyer for so long and, and, and I did criminal law, I prosecuted at the beginning of my career, knowing, and then I did criminal defense and knowing that 
a lot of your clients do lie. Okay, just just to be honest, they do. And they may even believe themselves. So you just, you really don't, you don't, you want to know the truth and you want to tell them, you know, I'm going to represent you better if I know the truth. So when you are psychic and you know even more what's going on, you just turn that off a little bit. You just are like, I'm not going to ethically get up in their business. I'm going to listen to what they tell me. I'm going to look at the facts and I'm going to go from there. Uh, so, and and I will tell you that when I was in the middle of, uh, I started, I graduated, graduated from law school at the age of 24. So I thought I knew everything. And that's hilarious to think at 24, you know, everything. Sorry, 20, my daughter's around. She's, I, I think she's 22 and about to graduate from law school and really young graduating. And she thinks she knows everything. <laughs> and so, you know, and so, um, and so I, it's interesting because when I was, I went to the DA's office in Dallas and I thought that I really wasn't using, I was kind of denying my gifts at that point. I was kind of like, I'm just smart. I'm all that. And I was really mm-hmm. just not thinking, I wasn't really, I was kind of not wanting to be psychic, if you know what I mean, because that was just embarrassing. And I wanted to be intellectual and all in my logic brain. And now I realize that, and it's really important for people to realize, and I think CEOs of companies are really coming around to, to getting in, you think about Apple and places like that, of our intuition and our imagination and our right brain is every bit as important as our left brain. But when I was at 24, I was like, oh no, you want to be professional. And so I didn't have to worry to, about it as much as what I guess I'm get, trying to get to, you know, oh, because I was, deni- I was denying it. You're denying it to- and then kind of like let it flow. And when it comes to that, I, most of the stuff I do is like right, right brain. It's just if I have intuition, I just kind of flow with it. When yeah, you, and you are, should. When you're utilizing your abilities, I'm just kind of to go a little bit more is do you have communication with other uh, spirits or beings or do you have, are you kind of, um, if you don't have direct contact, are you open to receiving or have you received information from uh, beings that are non-physical? So great question. So, and I think one, I think one that everyone should ask if they ever are uh, getting like what we call a reading, uh, I, I think you should ask, you know, where do you receive your information? So you can make sure you're kind of in alignment with that. That's a and, great question. And that's, you know, Never thought about so, that. Yeah, because, you know, I, I, if you care, uh, if you don't care and you just want it, the answer and you want it to be accurate, then don't ask. But for me, I believe that we uh, we have spirit guides that we may guide us, but they are really just guides. They're like bumper pads in a, on a bowling alley, you know, kind of they kind of guide us. And, you know, if you're not a good bowler, you put those flipper pads up and they guide us to. And at some point they're guiding us to our higher self, which is our non-ego self which then connects us to source because I believe we're all one. So I really get my information from my higher self, that non-ego self of me that's connected to all that is, you know, that, that we're all one. So do I channel a certain being? I, I have guides that may help me. Uh, Raziel is an archangel that's a very much will help me with I, I love quantum physics, all these things that I am not good at. I mean, it's hilarious that I wrote a book about the magic of my first one, you know, and spirits unveiled that talk about things that I know nothing about. So clearly I'm receiving information from them, but really it's leading me to that 
the collective of all of us, you know, all that the all of all, and that's my higher self. Because that's who I really, or what I, I would say I really channel. I'm channeling that collective information, uh, the collective unconscious that Carl Jung talked about, and uh, source information. But I don't channel something. I don't, when I'm like delivering a message, mm-hmm. people will be like, well, you're, it sounds like that's just you talking. I'm like, it is me talking. And nothing's coming through in an odd voice. You know, my voice isn't going to change. I may close my eyes. And, and in fact, when I kind of came out, for lack of a better word, to, uh, and I did, to uh, jurors and lawyers, and I told them, they were like, oh, that explains it. Because all of a sudden, you'll just go away, and you'll kind of close your eyes, and you're kind of weird. And I'm like, yeah, that's just me kind of connecting to my higher self. I think that's that's wonderful to to do that. And I would like to ask if there are some techniques that people can do to truly connect to their higher self. I've said numerous times in this program that I don't have uh, guides that that speak to me. Like they don't really like they hang out. They ask questions and talk to me. Sometimes I'll get these things. Or I call it a download from my higher self, where I'll ask. And okay. it, it it never is like a message. I don't hear a voice. It's kind of like a feeling, or something will happen in my life where I notice just a change in behavior that's significant, and I feel that's a download. But how do people, in your experience, connect and increase that connection with the higher self? Be more open to receptivity, and also uh, grow that relationship to the point where. They're moving out of the ego-based mind and being trapped within all the confines of the pain and pleasure pull of the body. Right. So I, for me, it's a lot of practice sometimes because people will get frustrated because they really want, I'm so glad you said that because they really yeah. want, they really want that connection with a guy. A lot of people do. They, they really don't understand that really And I don't mean that ugly, like I don't mean that condescending that they don't understand. What I'd like people to hear is that the having a spirit guide, the point of the spirit guide is to help guide you. (laughs) They're guiding you to something. What are they guiding you to? Typically to your higher self. So if you need a guide to help you do that, then Mm -hmm. then you can connect with a guide. But let's say, like you just said, I don't usually have a guide that does that. So how do you go straight to your higher self? You can meditate. Uh, You can get in those still small moments, but to me, it's connecting to it's any, I don't think you have to turn off everything ego. I don't think you have to be a perfect person. I don't think you even have to, I'm going to say something kind of shocking. Say as much anything you want. Raise your vibration to what I think you have to do is get in touch with the frequency of your higher self. Okay, so in Spirits Unveiled, I talk about getting frequency, Mm -hmm. touch with the frequency of other beings. And it's not always, when I'm talking about that, I'm not talking about being a good or bad person. So our higher self is that self that, so how do we do it? We Mm -hmm. literally, and and when I say meditation, I'm like, oh, really? Do I have to, again, like, you know. I I agree, it's hard. I I can't sit, I have this, Try to sit down and meditate and be like, oh, you know, do some kind of that's a number of hours. I'm like, how could you sit there and have an peace? I, I just accept the fact that I'm just never going to have an peace. So honestly, I believe that the best way is to find out what you like. Instead sure. of trying to fit in everybody else's mold, hmm. what is it that you like? If you like music, if you like nature, if you like playing sports, I do. If you if if that is what you like, 
then that is that's that sounds like ego, but it's not. It's getting you in a spot that then you can say, okay, what is and and asking yourself, what is my soul's purpose? Not like, what am I supposed to do here on earth every second? Because that's every minute of every day. What's my soul's purpose? And and then, so I'm kind of dancing all around it. There's not a really succinct dancer, but to get to your higher self, it's really saying who or what can help me realize that I'm never going to turn off my ego in while I'm here on earth. I'm here for a reason. But I really want to access that part that's connected to everyone and everything and realize that I have something valuable and my higher self, it's that still voice that some people may call God, that still Mm -hmm. voice that says to you, and that's why maybe people should meditate or they should be in nature or just listen for one second. And it's that knowingness that says, you know, here's what maybe the real deal is. And you really know it and you know that it's the truth. And you maybe mm-hmm. go ask somebody else and you call your friends and you, you ask your best friend. But the truth is you really know. And that's how you get to your higher self. You just listen for five seconds. You go, oh, you know, I knew that the whole time. I hope that makes sense. That's how it, I it get does, to my higher self. It it's, does make sense. And I'm glad you brought it up. But I also wonder if there's sometimes if there's a big challenge where, okay, you're asking and you're trying to figure out, you know, what is my things telling you but then it's like if you don't really if you don't hear a voice or feel a voice right away then your mind starts chattering and i'm like well how do i know this is coming from my my higher self and not from my mind and not from my body that wants to you know get a bump of dopamine to give myself a positive response i i i, I try to a little harder could be challenging at times so how would how does somebody do that knowing that it's genuinely them and not their body or mind okay so i think at some point you have to trust Uh, I think you have to, seriously. So the definition of psychic is very close to the definition of faith. And there has to be at some point, a little bit of just trusting in yourself. It's the same thing if if you're giving a, a psychic reading. Okay. People hate the word psychic because, you know, it's been kind of the connotation is bad, but it's really just saying, um, I'm going to take a leap of faith here and say that maybe I am actually receiving some information that's accurate. And if it's not, then you know what? I'll know next time. And I'm going to, I'll talk about something I call tells like in poker. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in poker, you know, when you are fooling everybody else, you're trying to not give away what your hand is, but there's a tell, right? I mean, I don't really pay that yeah. much poker, but it's interesting to me to watch. Okay. What's their tell? How do they give it away? So learn your own tells, learn how you're fooling yourself and write those down or be very cognizant of how you are not being honest with yourself. And so that's, you know, and I don't think that our ego self is always trying to trick us so much. And, but if we learn what those tells are that we're, you know, we're not being honest with ourselves, then we can get to our higher self more quickly. I will say that the, the guides sometimes, if somebody feels like they can never trust themselves, then they may have a guide that they can really trust to say, okay, help me and come alongside me until I can trust myself that I am going straight to my higher self. And I don't need that intermediary to help me. They, they are guiding me and teaching me to trust myself to get to my higher self. 
is it possible that, that some people could just not have guys or guys that, like, listen, mm-hmm. you, you got it? Yes. Yes. Which is, is one of the, mo- one of the- most most people won't agree with that, but abso- I believe absolutely. I think the guides would always be there if you needed them again, yeah. you know, but some people be like, uh, so they're, so you're, your higher self. I, why can you not, what is wrong with the, and I do it kind of, if you think about a triangle uh, and you think about that bowling alley again and the pins at the, at the, 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 what do they call the pins that you're trying to knock down? Uh, if you think about those, uh, when you get there, why at some point there are people who they don't need the guides and, and they're, they're going straight to their higher self. And if they want to say source or all that is, they don't need those guides anymore. Now they may get weak at some point, they may get ill, they may be tired, and then they can call back in a guide to help them. But I think people sometimes focus a little bit too much on the guides. And that's why I thought it was really interesting you said that, because, but if you don't know how to get to your higher self, and if my answer, which I think could be a whole book, I think it's a great question you asked, uh, is, you know, how to get to your higher self, uh, I believe, both my and the third one that's going to come out will certainly answer that question, but it takes kind of a whole book to answer it. Uh, a lot of practice to get to your higher self. Then I think then you might need guides and techniques and exercises to get you there, you know, some tools to, to get you there. But I don't think everybody needs a spirit guide, which is very shocking to people because so <laughs> many people that's what I think people are fascinated by it, you know, mm-hmm. that and past lives. They really, and I'm like, well, what about future lives? You know, parallel, that's awesome. You said that. Yeah, I'm looking for that. I want to find future lives and stuff like that. And I think my spirit, I think my future, my my spirit guides fired me a couple of years ago. So what happens? <laughs> I, was, I was around my wife, and everything bad happened. And, and you know, would say oh, it was my guides' fault. And then they, you know, a smell would come in the room, like so spirit guides, you know. And <laughs> that, and I think like that's it. We're done. <laughs> We're They're done out. with you. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Uh, well, we'd rather be unemployed than deal with you. Um. That, I, yeah, and I don't agree with people. The the all the books say the same thing, except for my. The, every book I read said you have one guardian angel, you have this guide yeah. for this, you have this guy, and I just don't agree with that because that's not been in my experience. So you know, if other people, if that's been their, their experience, great. But for me, it's just I think the goal for me is tuning into my higher self, which connects me then to really, since we're, everything's energy and it never goes away and we're all connected. Why don't I want to get to that tap into that collective source of energy? And that's the goal for me. It's awesome. It's a yeah. wonderful goal. It's a goal. A lot of people would aspire to. I was going through your, your site. And I found this really interesting uh, about astral projection. Because mm-hmm. I have tried doing this before. And at one point, I think I came close to get to getting out of my body. I think I, I have been out of my body, but under on the circumstance before. But I, I'm trying to get out, and I want to do it. And is that safe to do? Is there any way you could actually just get out of your body and travel around? Because I don't know. I, I'm one of those people where I find most human beings kind of boring. I, I was just talking to someone about. It. I think it's so boring, I, and I want to like kind of get out of the body and hang out with some like interesting, you know beings that are not physical and you know talk about things that are you know the, the human beings around because i'm human earth they're all talking about their, their tv shows and whatever and i'm like oh well, let's talk about you know galaxies and planets and stuff like that so uh, that's my okay. intention with doing it but how do you do it is it is, well, is it safe okay well first of all you can talk to beings without astral traveling 
or right. astral projecting because so that's what my second book's about so spirits and veils because <laughs> they're, they're all around you and i guarantee you they're around you because you if you find them interesting they're around you so just start asking them okay because and you know that and so i don't know i don't, I don't get a response they don't respond back i say hey what's going on do i do you, no replies i don't get it okay yeah. start listening for okay. the feelings because i'm telling you that's why i wrote the book because right. they're so crowded around me that i'm like stop already uh so 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 but maybe i'm just the weird one but uh so as far as astral uh, there's a little bit of difference between projecting and traveling, but I'm not going to get into it. So when you're projecting yourself out of your body, yes, mm -hmm. I do not think it's unsafe at all. I do not agree with the people who say it's unsafe that you need to tether here and, you know, lock in because you could get lost in the astral realms. First of all, I don't, I'm different on that too. I believe in frequencies, not all these different realms where people are going to get lost. I think that's bull. So, because mm -hmm. I don't see it that way. I don't see a veil that separates us all. I think the beings are all around us. So it's frequencies that are different. It's like how fast things move or how slowly things move. Not if they're good or bad, but there are different, they definitely have different uh, moral compasses. Okay. Some beings definitely don't play by our rules. Okay. We don't make all the rules. They definitely don't play by our rules. But as far as astral projecting, you ask me, is it dangerous? Yeah. Most people will say kind of. I say, no, not at all. I do it all the time. Um, that, so you, how do you do it? Because you, when you were talking about the astral projection and have, have you ever heard of the work of Dr. Stephen Greer by chance? Um, maybe. I, I'm not uh, going to say yes right now. I'll, uh, I'll give you a long story short. He's the, um, he's the person we've had on the show before. Mm -hmm. And he is, uh, he's the founder of the modern day UFO disclosure movement. And he's come up with this thing called CE5 meditation. And what it's meant designed to do it is designed for directing communication with beings out of this world through meditation and realizing that we are the oneness of whole we are part of the collective whole and projecting uh consciousness and love to other beings out there and uh, apparently it's, it's pretty amazing and i'm trying to do that in one way and i'm just curious from your perspective uh when you're doing the astral projection like how, how are you doing it? because i think he says that you visualize you you try to astral project i don't know if it's in the same alignment to it but i'm just curious how you do it or how other people should do it well, first of all, I like what you had to say about him. So I'd like to watch that show. I will. Uh, second of all, uh, for me, it's just I, for me, sometimes it's when I'm sleeping. So that's, but for me, I literally just, close, I, I, you know, I get in a very, very that dusk or dawn state that, that, you know, won't go into all the, the sleep states or whatever, but I get in a very almost trance-like state. And then uh, I literally just move my body out. Of, and literally, it's like your, your auric field is you're moving that body out of this body. Now, I think some people do it more naturally. And I think I'm one of them because I've had a couple of out-of-body experiences, which, it, but NDEs, okay, so near-death experiences, so, um, and, and I don't make as big a deal of those as most people do, they're like, oh, that's so, and I'm like, oh, whatever, but, um, so, it's the, so hot, so, don't be I, I, don't, I don't mean to be rude, I just, I was younger, you know, and I was like, I'm kind of different anyway, but, so, I really just visualize, and for me, I'll say one thing that, I, and I try this, I think that if you have a specific goal, now you're not going to spy on somebody, but say you're trying say have somebody like put up to practice. It's almost like remote viewing, but it's a little bit different, but have them have like a room 
that you're going to go try to look at because I can tell like by you, like you're, you like, you're like goal driven. So like, you know, if you had like, I'm going to go and you're not, and they're agreeing to it. So they and then they can show you the picture of it later. So if you could just try to move yourself into like that room, that'll help you practice. And again, it's not the same as remote viewing, but it will help you to project yourself into a different situation then you could do if you believe in different dimensions you could do your uh, remove yourself into those does that make does that help because that's how i would start i would practice uh projecting my aura into my that that what i call the second layer the template of myself the same thing it's me but it's my template into a different um like a room I've done it in my classes uh so literally like if I sent you I, I said okay my office right here mm-hmm. and and you can't see the rest of it and I want you to just get in a really really trance like relaxed state and then I want you to visualize I'm gonna go I've seen this part of Michelle's office I'm gonna go into the rest of her office and I'm really just gonna I, and I'm not gonna guess and I'm not going to try to describe anything except for maybe one little tiny thing, which is a little bit remote viewing. And that will help you learn to project. I'm just giving one little way that I do it. And I will tell you what, what it, why it's hard for me to describe sometimes. Mm. Why it makes it hard for me to is because I have done it since I was little. So sometimes I'm not the very best teacher. I can do that. And I really have to ask guides for steps, step by step by step. And they are in my book. But and but it's really silly for me to just sit here and say, okay, first of all, relax, get into your breathing. And I'm not trying to make fun of it. But people that doesn't help people that much. Okay. And they're still going, no, I don't know how to do it. The best way I've taught people in my classes to project is to is to have a goal of okay. a really a goal, like somebody's room like and I don't mean bedroom because that's creepy but I'm talking like their office or something like that and, or something you want to go see and so it does tie a little into remote viewing okay that's, It'll that's, help. that's really awesome and that, yeah and when it comes to that too you're talking about frequency and that been a big fan of brainwave frequencies my old beloved teacher Stuart Wilde used to be a big fan I uh, love talking about theta metronomes delta metronomes getting your brain at a certain frequency and when you are trying to astral project what you're trying to do it is there a certain sound frequency that is probably better suited for your mind where you're going to have a more successful opportunity and this will be another two-part question as well is there another frequency that you can listen to on a sound wave where you adapt your fo- spirit and focus on that you're more likely to experience celestial peaceful beings with. So I would interject instead of just the ones we know, like, you know, the theta or the mm-hmm. alpha, I would add in the sulfageo frequencies. Was it? <clears throat> They're called sulfageo frequencies. Oh, and yes. And they're in my book. And, uh, and you can, but you can look on YouTube and you can, there's also apps. They were banned by the church, uh, for being like, of course they would be, they would be right for, because they tap into your consciousness. Um, they, this guy named Joseph Puello found them in the seventies and they are, they're kind of a little hard to listen to. So it's a mathematical six note 
mathematical formula he used. And so the book is something like the something apocalypse um, that I cite in my book, uh, Spirits Unveiled. And so I started listening to these frequencies and he tells you, so when you look them up on YouTube or the, an app, uh, and you can get the free apps, you don't need to pay for them. Uh, and you look up these sulfur geo frequencies that were banned and now they found them in the seventies and now you can get them. Uh, uh, they have like, this will help with pain. This will, it's almost like an anesthesia. This one helps you with anxiety, all that kind of stuff. I add in my book, for me, this one helps me connect with uh, the angelic realms or this one helps me connect with multidimensionals or aliens. And this one helps awesome. me. Uh, so, but for you, it might be, you know, or someone else, it might be different. What I do recommend is try them just with the tones first. And if that, if that agitates somebody or they don't like it, then you can get the ones that have the music. Cause sometimes you know how they overlay them with music. You can get them with the music overlaid. I would not recommend where they overlay them with somebody's voice because unless they have a great voice like you, mm. it might be I'll like a it. little, it might be, well, you know, it might be like my voice. It might be like a little irritating. So start with the tones for what they call, they're called Solfagio. And I probably, it's probably like Italian or something, but it's um, S-O-L-F-E-G-G-I-O, Solfagio frequencies and easy to look up on YouTube. And that is what I would use to uh, connect. And there's a whole bunch of different ones and they're, they're whatever hurts. And they can, the reason they work is they, uh, they, connect to the the Schumann resonance, which is what I think what eight eight hertz or whatever, but it's the Earth's heartbeat. And they mm. connect with that. And then he did musical uh like uh mathematical uh, re uh deductions, which you know that's way over my head. But and boy they work. They are amazing. So that's, that's what awesome. I recommend. Yeah. Uh, it's really great. And again to let people know your book, Spirits Unveiled, Magic Connection, and we'll definitely gonna promote your books then on this but i find it uh, really interesting to talk about the the astral projection because i i know i know some people are looking for a mystical experience because they want to see what life is like beyond this we um we've had a couple of guests that have come on that are talking about how like the world is full of abundance and not scarcity and when it comes to trying to receive information and trying to be more open to receiving guides do you find that if people uh, are on this path and they're not treating others really well or maybe they they pamper themselves but they don't treat other people really well that there is going to be a permanent or temporary disconnect with the information that they receive from the higher self we, if they are doing metaphysical or spiritual practices yet they're intellectually dishonest or they're treating others wrong that they are going to be receiving the information, but they're going to be receiving the information from beings that would be considered lower level entities. And they may get the same type of confusion or negativity back that they are currently reflecting upon others. Oh, uh, to a certain extent, I agree. Here's what, yes, to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, because I, because I don't think energy has judgment. Okay, so I don't know how much time I have because I want—I don't want to get misread on this or misunderstood. <laughs> uh, but we put we place judgment on energy, so energy uh, is energy. And there's there's and there's every spectrum of the of the energy. Uh, so we are the ones who place. This is really far out there for me, but I've come to realize when you when you're dealing with energy we place the judgment on the energy. So there are beings that are 
like I said earlier, we have our social mores, we have our ethics, we have our moral compass, we have our laws, we have uh, our standards. We are human. But if we meet an elemental, a fairy, which, you know, in the United States, we don't believe in them so much, but in my book, I talk about a whole motorway way. No contractor would take the case, period, because there was a hawthorn tree in the way or a bush. And those two, there were warring fairies. So they spent millions of dollars to divert around that. So a lot of people believe in elementals, just maybe in the United States, we don't. And so they have a different code of ethics. They will steal things. They think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And so we have a completely different code of ethics uh, and moral moral standards. So uh, energy is energy. It's not. We are humans and other people place the judgment on the energy. So who am I if somebody is channeling something or if I'm getting your question right, you know, and they're getting information from a lower vibration, quote unquote, source, are they going to then, uh, you know, maybe not receive as good information that's going to come back to them in a karmic way? What I put in my book, and I don't know which one it is, um, it may be my third one I'm working on because sorry, I'm right in the middle of turning that one in, but this is what I believe where I am right now. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying they can certainly receive information. Um, I don't want to play in that. I don't want to be in the cosmic dance with something that may harm me. So I'm not going to play in that area. I'm not going to try and receive information from anything just so that I can desperately get a right answer and be powerful and important. I'd rather not tango with that. Right. But will it come back around to bite them? And will they have be in a circle of, of low vibration? I don't know. Who am I to judge them? I, who am I to judge their energy? Who am I to judge what's going to happen to them? I don't know that our karma always comes back to us in the way we think it's going to come back to us. I, I really don't. And so I've just really have studied a lot. I, not even study. I've just really thought a lot uh, lately about energy and the fact that it's us that defines the judgments on energy. And when I wrote, you know, Spirits Unveiled, I really have realized how much other spirits, they they don't play by our rules. So who are we to think that they should? So. When someone channels, uh, that's why you really should ask that question that I asked at the beginning. Where it's coming from. Where it's coming from. Because I care. I mean, I don't, and I certainly that, don't want to. I've never heard that before. And I'm so glad you brought that up because there are certain people that that echo certain talking points. And a very close friend of mine, she's also psychic. And I think we, we've collaborated and talked. And my understanding is that there are certain people that are presenting a certain type of frequency and it's all coming from the same place, which is not exactly considered to be a peaceful place, but it has the same feel and say frequency. And even people that, that are talking about saying that I'm positive, there's, there's an energy or resonance with that, that you know it's it's coming from a certain place that they say it's not coming from or there's a, there's a disconnect on there. And, you know, it. I can't say what will happen to them, mm-hmm. uh, but I can say I don't I don't want that. Uh, I was thinking the other day, you can put protection around you. You can put a bubble of protection. I'm not making fun of this. It's going to sound like I am. I'm not. I don't think so at all. You can make, you can put a bubble of protection around yourself. But if there's a big, bad, nasty being, which they're out there, uh, that they could kick that bubble to the bottom of the 
deepest realms of the ocean, okay? And for you never to be seen again, I'm not trying to scare people, but so your bubble, uh, so what I say instead is, you know, call in your guardians, uh, you know, if you don't feel, if you don't, if you feel you're around something that is not for your highest and best good, then, you know, call upon helpers, call upon those who, and I don't, I did not always think that. I thought, you know, why don't we believe we're stronger than we are? Let's give ourselves credit. And, but I'm not always strong. You know, I don't always feel well. I'm not always emotionally as strong as I want to be or, or spiritually in the best place. So that's when I need my guardians, my helpers, my, even my human helpers, you know, that are stronger than me and are in better place than I am. And so sure I can use my crystals, which I sell in my store. I can use my site, you know, I can use my bubble of protection, Mm -hmm. but there are some uh, frequencies that people do play in and they, that they're drawn to that, that I'm not, and I don't want in my life. I don't want to feel that way. And I've, I've been on shows where they'll say, well, don't scare people that are listening. And I'm like, but it's real. You should know the truth. You should know the truth. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there is, you know, I, I, there is duality. There is polarity. And if people, and people are kind of, there's some people now that are like, oh, no, there's not necessarily. Uh, maybe we're in an age where there's not both. And I'm like, okay, well, I see both and I can feel both. And I know that there are, there's, there are malevolent beings out there that are, do not have our best interest. And I am not going to, just to deliver a message or to, I am not going to uh, compromise myself or my well-being or the well-being of my loved ones, because I do believe also, I'm not going to do that. And I, I do believe this. If I'm if if I'm strong on a certain occasion and my orc field is strong and I am protected, I feel like if a malevolent being is really after me for some reason, and I, mm-hmm. I'm really sounding so negative today. I don't mean to be, but if no, 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 it's you're not saying negative. It, it, it's information that's wonderful and it's truthful. And the, here's yeah. the thing: you, you put the, this platform that you're you, you're on right now. We go and look at it, and we're not just going to just look and say, "Oh, yeah, everything's all nice and fluffy and new age." No, we have yeah. we have to yeah. find out what the truth is. We yeah. have to know. We have to know what it is. We're we're, we're going to look at it. We're going to explore it, no yeah. matter how far down the rabbit hole it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's, that's good because otherwise, you know, it's just like, it's not truthful because it's just part of the story. So I, I really feel like I, this is sort of a new thought. A friend of mine, she's um at, uh, in, uh, in Texas, there's um the Mayo Clinic, uh, not Mayo, excuse me, MD Anderson in Houston. So she's, she's going through something right now and she's getting a lot of uh, down, as you call it, downloads, a lot of information given to her. And she's like, Michelle, when someone is strong, uh, if a malevolent being, they, they may come at their friends. They may come at, they'll come for you. They'll tr- if they can't find your weak spot, they'll find another weak spot. So, you know, gu- guard yourself when you're protecting, pr- you know, pr- extend your protection to others and, and make sure you're, you know, other people protect. And that's a new thought for me. And I, but she really has been has a lot of wisdom now because she's sort of, you know, in this space of, of, of what she's going through. And I, I thought at first, I was like, Oh, I'm not going there with that. And I thought, no, think about it. Um, these are really some really um, serious beings we're talking about. And 
they're not nice. Like I said, they don't play by our rules. Uh, they don't play. And that's where a mistake we make a lot of times, I think, as um, you know, in, in life, we think that everything plays by our rules. Why why would we think other beings play by our rules? They I don't. They, they laugh. I imagine that they would. Yeah. I imagine that they would. Yeah. Michelle Wellswood, thank you so much for being with us today. I want to say right away that we would love to have you back on for a oh. second interview because I'd say that we only got to about 50% of our questions. There's so <laughs> many more things. And I just love the knowledge, information, and wisdom that you were sharing. And let's let everyone let everyone know, know that Michelle's books are Spirits uh, Unveiled. Magic Connection. And what's your third book coming up? I, I, I'm not sure that they'll use the name that I've recommended, but it's called Your Psychic Playbook, because I believe everybody learns all of this in different ways and experiences it. We're all different, right? We're all the same. We're all connected, but we're all different. So I think it'll be called that. Excellent. Yeah. You can learn more about Michelle by going to her website at michellewelch.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, welch.com. Michelle, thank you so much. It was a pleasure uh, having you on our show, and I appreciate you sharing your love, your wisdom, your passion, your honesty. It was just a wonderful experience. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest, and special thanks as always to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outoflimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace. Love and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.